Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Oltman. I'm a little bit on the sick side today, but I do not have COVID. I had two tests. First one came back negative. Mr. Producer, I'm glad the first one came back negative. Second one came back negative. And um, they, you know, the, they want me to take a third one to make sure that I'm negative when I get on an airplane tomorrow. They have so much confidence in the tests, it seems. They, I think they have very little confidence in it because they told me to come back because of all the symptoms I've had. But the other part is, is that I've already, I've already had COVID. So I went and got a blood test, just wanted to make sure. Um, and it's not the fact that I'm afraid of COVID. I'm not afraid of COVID at all. I'm afraid of maybe passing it on to someone else that might be at risk um, or doing something where they will not have access to ivermectin, will not take the proper precautions and go into a hospital of death and be killed murdered by these people. So today is an interesting podcast. It's an awesome podcast. My friend, my, my brother in a lot of different ways, definitely in the fight for America. Um, Ron Watkins is going to join us live. Ron is a candidate for the House of Representatives uh, for the United States Congress. And um, um, let's, w- without any further, let's just, let's go ahead and bring Ron in. Ron, welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's, it's really a great to be on your show, brother. It's awesome. To, it's awesome to be able to see you. And um, obviously, uh, it goes back a long time. I know people will probably associate you with Code Monkey and getting involved in That's the right. election fraud going way back to November of 2020. And That's a right. lot of the, a lot of the work that you uncovered I was I would use that you'd post manuals and things like this and I'd grab all that information. So I got to tell you the stuff that you did at the beginning, middle end having to do with um, the election fraud and making sure that we could uncover that fraud has been tremendous. So from everyone listening and from me, I just want to say thank you for your commitment and your sacrifice. Um, and you're just well, yeah, and, and thank you too. I mean, we're, we're both all in on this and let's, let's take it to the end. So you're why don't you tell everyone about yourself a little bit? Let's start there. I'll let you do the introductions. Right, uh, I probably great. could not do justice to you. So go ahead. All right. So I'm a computer programmer and a linguist. Uh, I translate between like Chinese and English and a bit of Japanese. And uh, like, but I'm mostly like a computer programmer, which I've been doing since I was a kid. And uh I'm I'm quite good at like abstract like being able to see things in a, in in an abstract way. So back I believe it was November 2020. I was I was actually I had uh, resigned from Acun where I was I was the admin. And it was November 2020. I was sorry. My my November computer. yeah. Sorry. November 3rd 2020 is uh, the day I resigned as ad, admin for Acun and at the time. I wasn't sure what I was going to do next. So uh, I was focused on like woodworking because I wanted to be more Christ-like and like get into furniture making and, and like 
do more wood projects because I've always done wood projects going back a few years now. And I, I do it without power tools or anything because I want like the tactile experience of like cutting through each grain by hand and doing the drilling with an awl and like how they, they might have done it a few thousand years ago. And and I, I was making toys and I believe at the time I was making like a, a bookshelf or something for my house. And I put on a Mr. I, a Dr. Ayodari's like he, he did like a podcast or something about about like a vote switching, I guess. And uh, he, he was saying that if you look in the manual, you'll be able to see that there are like weighted, weighted, like weighted voting. It's like a function in the, in the software. And so I, I put down, I put down my saw and I opened up the manual for Dominion and I started looking for the weighted, uh, the weighted voting, the weighted voting function. And I which, started tweeting about like what, what I found, which and, should, which by the way was the weighted, the weighted, what is used in some States. It's used in States like Maine where you have, you know, and in New York city. And although they don't have their machines in New York city, it's the, uh, if no one gets an, a majority of the vote, it starts to get down to who has 50% of what's left. So there are some States that have it, but not all States. That's correct. Yeah. And when, I was I was initially looking through the manuals trying to find the weighted voting function, but what I actually like found first was their egregious security model, where basically there is no security model. Everything was just open, and it was most vulnerable to the like the county level workers who could just get in and like change functions and stuff easily with like these passwords that are essentially just nothing, and. Uh, we we saw that later on with like with Tina Peters and she was able to like get the passwords and get in and like uh, get data or whatever. And I, I'm not sure exactly how she did that. I was not involved, but I saw like the the results of what she was able to do. And she she essentially proved that any county level clerk could just get in and, and muck around with it. And did that happen all across the states potentially? And will we ever find out? It's hard to say because like they've gone through and uh, Dominion goes through and puts out these security updates and these security updates just they essentially just wipe the whole machine and then put like a new image of the machine on which like deletes all their tracks and it's really hard to get in to do the to do like the forensic analysis on these machines that are wiped completely every time there's an update. And then the, the further you get into the machines. The further you get into the machines, and one of the things we've been able to see is the correlation between how the logs were deleted in multiple arenas. And I think this was most um, kind of pronounced in Mesa. I think that when Tina Peters did the image before and after, she was able to show that they purposefully deleted the logs, which we've talked about. But it's the same thing we heard about in Antrim County, same thing that we talked about in Fulton County. Same thing we heard about in Maricopa County, which in Maricopa County was a little bit different because they didn't give us access to the routers, right? That's right. So you don't hide things if you have nothing to hide, I don't think. Uh, I don't well, think that's... A uh, if we go back and look at Maricopa County and what happened there, uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say his name or not, but I'm going to. Uh, it was Aaron Wagoner who... He was looking through and like watching these live these live of uh, live streams of 
what's going on, what was going on inside the Maricopa County uh, Tabulation Center. And like he, he recorded, I believe, almost all of the video and has it all like archived. And towards the end, like from my understanding is Doug Logan from the Cyber, Cyber Ninjas identified like a time where someone had went through and deleted like all the logs manually inside inside the election management system and uh they found the time and asked hey asked aaron hey aaron what who did this at at that time and aaron's like oh i got the video and so aaron got the video like they they put it all together and then they delivered it to bernovich and he's done nothing and bernovich has done nothing on the surface i mean we don't know if he's doing anything or not but i assume he i hope he is because he is running for Senate and he will need a big win on election integrity if he wants to win Senate, uh, because he can't just ride the CNN coattails all day. Uh, I mean, unless that's like the deal he's got, maybe he's got a deal to not do anything on election integrity in exchange for going on CNN all the time and Fox news or going now, on those and, and them actually fixing the system. So to make sure that he wins, right? I mean, that's there's, right. there's, a, there's a lot of alternatives to this, this story. But look, when you watch someone get murdered, when you when you have all the evidence of somebody deleting logs manually, you only delete those logs manually if you know that you're caught. And That's this right. happened and in multiple states. So they knew they were going to lose even with the algorithms. Like, I'm an AI specialist. That's right. I'm a, I'm a system architecture specialist, but I built my own AI system using neural That's networks. Right. I know what this stuff looks like. And so do you. Yeah. yeah. Right? I've done a lot of work in that area, too. So it's not, it's not difficult to see what they've done. I mean, a lot right. of guys that are coders that understand sophisticated math have come forward and said, <laughs> this system is fraudulent. It's not secure. Right. It's not safe. And yet they continue to, to you know, shout out that it's the safest and fairest election, uh, and safest and fairest election in U.S. history. Do you believe it is? I do not believe it is. I think it was one of the most fraudulent elections in the history of the world. It was really awful. Like we, we watch it happen in real time too. They, they shut down, like they shut down election centers over a leaky toilet. They said it was a broken pipe. They said it was a broken pipe. So it was a broken pipe. They, they put cardboard up on windows and they blocked like poll watchers and stuff. Uh, in the next coming up, Coming up in 2022, the next elections, we we have to have like an army of poll watchers out there watching everything, and you you can't let them put up cardboard on the windows, and and you can't let that happen. And when they say, "Oh, we're going to shut down the election center overnight," you can't let it happen. You have to stay in there and know your rights and tell them that no, this is not going to happen again. And now we kind of understand the playbook, the leftist playbook, and like kind of understand what they're going to do. And overnight, you know they shut everything down and like mess around with the numbers or whatever. And then in the morning you wake up and, Oh, the person who was up by 15 points is now down by five. And it's completely fraudulent. And and if you go back to the video where Bernie Sanders in uh, October, I believe it was October 20th was on the tonight show and said what was going to happen. And even, he even picked the States. I mean, that's how complicit we know these people are. As they said, Trump will be up. The speech, you wake up in the morning and the other guy will win. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, they, they screwed over Bernie a few times too in their primary. So, so you know how it works. Uh, yeah, he knows better than most how that works. But now we know also, and everybody's uh, understanding the system better now, and we're going to be better prepared for 2022. Yeah, and so... Go, going, back, going back to Aaron Wagner, though, after he delivered this data to Brnovich, uh, he died under mysterious circumstances. Wait, what? And yeah, and I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but I did. And all right, stop a second. Stop it, it's a second. really hey, it's, everyone hit yeah. the share button. Hit the share button. Th this is where it's going to get crazy. So Aaron Watkins died under mysterious. No, Aaron Wagner. Aaron Wagner. Wagner. Aaron Wagner died of mysterious circumstances. And sorry to interrupt, guys. I just do have to remind everybody that today's podcast is, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you like to hike or spend time outdoors, if you like to climb like I do, uh, Colorado's amazing for that. Uh, health insurance won't always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight, but with Air Medcare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, if you use promo code DAILY, that is D-A-I-L-Y, promo code DAILY, you will receive up to a $50 e-gift card back when you sign up today. You can do so at airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily. So sorry to interrupt. Keep going, guys. Yeah, right yeah. after he uh, delivered this data to Brnovich. And now Brnovich has this slam dunk case against these people that... They were like led into the server room and they're on video deleting stuff at the same time the server logs show that things were being deleted. Now, not many people have this video. I think it's just Brnovich and probably me. I have the video. Okay. And I, I'm holding, I'm sitting on it. I'm holding it because I, I want to see Brnovich do the right thing first. I'm giving him some time, but... Uh, in January, it'll be have been three to four months after he's got the after he has received the video. And if he doesn't move in January, then uh, I think I'll have to come out with it and show the world. So, so I want to point something out. I'm I'm looking for Aaron Wagner dying in Arizona. Yeah, I don't think it's public. I sh it's not public. shouldn't have said that. But yeah, but it's it's really sad. And I, I was friends with him. Like we talked. And we we were close, and it's really really sad. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's quite upsetting, actually. Why why are they hiding it, Ron? I I don't know why they're hiding it. Why would they? And why would they? I, hide I understand it? a lot of people are under NDA regarding this data, but I'm not. Are you under NDA for the video? I'm not. Can I play it? I mean, perhaps other people are, but I'm not. Can I play it? Uh, the little birdie found it. <laughs> we're gonna have to talk uh, about well, this at another time but ron drops yeah, well, bombs <laughs> everywhere he goes like boop, 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 boop. well let's give uh mr bernovich a few few more weeks before we put that out because my understanding is the video is gonna it's gonna dox the people that were uh that were like in, involved in this crime and it's it's obviously a crime and bernovich needs to know that uh it's not just him who has this video. I have it too. Ron. Ron. Well, I can tell you what. And he's not going to kill me. <laughs> no, he's not going to kill you. But he could. Well. He could. Well, you know, I, 
someone could. I, I keep my I keep my personal security level quite high. I've actually got two spies right now chasing me down, and they've talked to like all these people that I know, and they're trying to figure out where I'm at. And I, I had a close call last night, but they did not manage to catch up with me, and I, I escaped through some a back route a back route that I had, and they're probably watching this video and. <laughs> Well, wondering what good luck happened next to... time because yeah so aaron wagner died they keep it completely off the internet no one well, talks about i don't it. know if i should have said that or not but it's really sad and he i i want people to know that he was he was a great patriot and he did a lot of great work for this movement most of it behind the scenes and it was his work that was delivered to Bernovich with like this slam dunk case on election fraud and Bernovich isn't doing anything and and he died so this needs to get out and i was friends with aaron and i do have the video so it's not just mr Bernovich with the video and uh we'll see in a few weeks if he does anything and if he doesn't then you know i'll just have to bring the video to the court of public opinion and let's see what let's see what everybody thinks about it you know, I know what it means to have to have personal security. I also know what it means to have people try and infiltrate your circle on a normalized, everyday basis. Because that happens pretty much all the time with me. That's right. But I don't think people understand the freedom it has when you put your faith in God. And the fact that even though right. you keep yourself safe, your faith, your faith is the one thing that will keep you safe. Because it really doesn't matter. You're going to take precautions. But you know that you know, in the end, there's nothing they can do to you that, that God can't give back. That's right. And last night when they were, when they were stalking me, and like, oh, they almost got me. Like, I, I knew that I was safe in God's hands. And I'm really thankful for like, him watching out for me and making sure that I was safe. And well, we're gonna, my... We're I want to talk about what's important to you. I want to talk. I want to talk about what you stand for in running for, running for Congress, running for the House of Representatives, the U.S. House of Representatives. And then, if you could just tell us, you're running for District One, but you, you said something. You're saying that I don't want to run against Paul. So whatever you know, that th there might be something that happens where you shift what, what uh, district you're actually running in. Do you want to tell everyone about that? Yeah, yeah. I'll go over that real quick. Uh, Right now, I'm, I'm registered as running for uh, the House of Representatives to represent Arizona District 1, which is like the, the Navajo lands, and it goes down to Flagstaff and uh, Sedona. And, you know, it, it's one of the biggest, like, districts. It might be the biggest district in the United States, like, by area. Now, <clears throat> what's going on is every 10 years, they redistrict the states uh, based on, like, census data and they get like a team of a bipartisan team together to like to uh, build new districts. And uh, I, I believe that's going to be finished this time on December 22nd. And uh, I, I've seen some of the preview maps and the preview maps have uh, my current opponent, Mr. Uh, Tom O'Halloran. He's he's a dirty cop from Chicago and he's somehow like got a bunch of money in the 70s to open up a stock trading business as a dirty cop and well we know how that we know how that is nah and it's the american dream go, ron that's that's the way it's the supposed american to be. dream 
<laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to go too much into detail on that yet because I don't know if he's going to be my opponent yet. But uh, in about a week or two, we're going to know like the final districts. And the current rumor is that uh, Mr. Paul Gazar, Dr. Paul Gazar, is going to be uh, an incumbent against um, Halloran, who is also an incumbent, and they're going to be put together in the same district. Now, I, I, I go quite a long ways back with Mr. Gazar or Dr. Gazar, and we, we've had a lot of calls in the past. And, you know, I've, I've worked closely with him, especially on this uh, election, election fraud stuff that uh, we've been doing over the past year. And I, I have no interest in running against uh, Dr. Gazar. We need more people like Dr. Gazar in Congress. So if the districting turns out to be Dr. Gazar against O'Halloran, two incumbents, then I will move districts and uh, from like these preview maps that I'm seeing, there's going to be a new district opening up in like Northern Phoenix. I, I believe it's the Glendale Peoria area. Yes. And I'm going to be moving into that uh, tentatively. I, I'm not sure yet, but that, that's the plan. And it's there's not going to be any uh, incumbent there. So the, the fight will be won or lost in the primary from what I understand. And uh, I'm going to work very hard to win that primary. And if it comes down to that. So we'll see in about a week or two where things are sitting. And I'll make an announcement as soon as I understand uh, what the new districts are. All right. So it will be good to have both of you in Congress, by the way, fighting for election integrity. Oh, yeah. And so, we will. So and Dr. Guzar already is. He's doing such a great job. And they, they censored him recently, which quite unfortunate he put out like a he put out like an anime video it was funny it's a quite quite a strong video but they they censored him over it and uh, i i don't think he should have been censored for that well i mean we're censoring him because he's pointing out the fact that the radical left are terrorists and i, I mean I, i'm not asking you to to make a comment on this but i will tell you this that ilhan omar and the rest of their little gang they are terrorists they are u.s terrorists they're terrorists to the u.s they are traitors to our country. They want to tear down and infect everything in our country with this radical communist ideology. And, and frankly, I thought the video was pretty awesome. I couldn't stop laughing. And yeah. I, kept, I kept thinking about everything else that's happening, inflation hitting 17, 18, 19% in certain sectors, as much as 100% if you're talking about oil and gas and some of the other things. And yet they want to sit here and talk about a video hurting people's feelings. Are you serious? Well, hurting the, people's feelings. The video was quite interesting. Like I, I can read Japanese and uh, like the title screen of the video, the original title screen says Attack on Titans, which is like a, which is like the name of the anime that the video's from. But mm -hmm. they changed the kanji to be Attack on Illegal Immigration, which was, I think, a great like subtle change that not many people will pick up on. Yeah. But I, I picked up on it and that was really uh, really in, indicative of like the amount of work put into that video. And it was really, I, I thought the video was quite good. And I thought it was amazing. I would never yeah. have censored, I would never have censored him over that. And going back to communism though, that is something that I vow to fight. I will fight communism to the death. That's something that I, I want to do and that I will do as soon as I get into Congress. I'm going to be putting out <clears throat> like legislation as much as I can to, uh, to fight communism and and uh, keep like we we need another like McCarthy era is what we do. We need to like point out who all the communists are and uh, 
say no to their to their to their policies and we we need to put stronger america first policies in and uh like what what's really irking a lot of people these days is are the mandates like these mandates are really anti-american and they're not even law but so many people are listening to the mandates and and giving giving their lives essentially to the machine and it's it's really unfortunate and we we need legislation in there that can like get rid of these mandates altogether we we don't need mandates in the united states that's not something that we need it's a free country and to be able to decide your own health is tantamount to freedom and especially the health of our, our kids and young ones like we cannot let the government decide what like what health like vaccines and stuff these kids are taking to go to school especially these experimental mrna vaccines you've got the creator of like the mrna vaccine technology coming out saying and saying not. hey we can't we we can't have kids do this you have to fight you have to resist and so, so let me let me ask you a question about the about the vaccines and i want to tell you what happened I'm, I'm just going to pose a scenario to you I, I know that you are close with your family family means a lot to you right that's right so let's hypothetically say that your dad was in the hospital or your dad's not in the hospital he's at home no he's not that's but, right but let's say that he was at home and he was really sick and you had a table full of things that could help him. And one by one, you knew that that helped certain symptoms, but you didn't know what the outcome was, but you knew that the outcome was if he didn't do something, he was going to die. That's right. Ron, would you give him every drug that's on that table in order to save his life? I would give him every applicable drug that's on that table. So something unrelated, I would, I would not, but <clears throat> he, he should have the right to try. And right right now, what we're seeing is we're seeing the the federal government blocking certain treatments, and and it's it's wrong. So, so like uh, we we saw recently yesterday. that uh, oh yeah, what's that? No, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, go oh yeah, ahead. we we saw recently that the FDA is detaining packages of ivermectin being imported to the states, so we can rely on the FDA to to like block our health treatments, and when. Like they could potentially be saving lives, but they choose not to. It's really unfortunate. So a couple of days ago, I talked about Laura and Steve Yanisowski. Um, Yanisowski and um, Steve went in the hospital about a week ago with COVID. And he just wasn't feeling well. He was feeling terrible. And he was having a, a little bit of trouble as far as with a cough. And um, so he went to a place called Lutheran Medical and um, got in there, got put in, everything's fine, laying down, seems to be doing better, they wanna give him remdesivir, and he's like, no. Then he went to, uh, sorry, you ever had to sneeze? All right, I'm better. Sorry, I have a cold, so I might sneeze in the middle of no. this, and for those of you listening to the audio Don't version, take remdesivir. Yeah, don't take remdesivir. <laughs> but, and I don't have COVID for you guys just joining us. I just have a cold, I went and got checked. But uh, so his wife went in and said, look, we don't want him to be put on a ventilator and we don't want him to be given remdesivir. And uh, she's like, I'd like to give you to give him ivermectin and budesonide. And uh, they're like, well, we don't we won't give those things. And they're like, OK, so she leaves. They put him on sedation because, you know, his, his blood oxygen gave him some oxygen. 
She leaves and goes home, comes back the next day, and he's on a ventilator. Terrible. 36 hours later, he's flipped upside down. His lungs are filling with infection. They're giving him a bunch of drugs. She says, I want you to give him brudesonide. Uh, I want you to give him ivermectin. They're like, we won't do that. Now, Colorado is a right-to-try state. And um, they laughed at her. They yelled at her. They stopped taking her calls and said that she's harassing the doctor. The primary care physician for Steve came to the hospital, and they're like, we can't talk to you. We won't talk to you. Get out. No, we don't talk to anyone except for the wife. The night... That we basically got a bunch of people together and said, look, you have to honor the fact that it's a right to try state. We got about 40 people to stand in front of the, of the hospital. The CEO of Lutheran Medical Center in Wheat Ridge, Colorado, write it down if you want to tell them what you think. The CEO calls the police and says they're yelling murderer at the hospital and making people uncomfortable. Never happened. They were out there praying in front of the hospital that the doctors would do the right thing. Police come, they leave, and I'm sorry I'm telling you this story, but it's important for you to understand the story because these are the rights of Americans that are being violated, and they're literally killing people on purpose in order to create a story that they can't perpetuate if they were to give everything in the kitchen sink to them. So they called the police again. Same thing, came out and said, hey, we're going to have somebody stay here. But the CEO of the hospital lied about the people, and then finally at 9.30 at night, they're like, fine, we'll give them brudesonide. We're not going to give them ivermectin. And they were like, well, why not? Less than two hours later, Steve passed away. So he was dying. He was in tip-top health, 74 years old, but in great shape. Married for over 30 years. I mean, just, and the reason why I said that is because why wouldn't you throw the kitchen sink at it if he's going to die? Why? Why, why is there no logic in this, Ron? And how come we can't get people in Congress and people just with just normal, normal, just the, the, the normalness of, of just doing the right thing to give him something that could save his life? And if it doesn't save his life, then uh, nothing to see here. But they even withheld antibiotics. And he had infection in his lungs. That's so terrible. How do you resolve it? How do you resolve it when you get to Congress? <clears throat> well, what, what we see now is all of these like people that are being put into these uh, ICUs and, and they're being treated incorrectly for the disease. And I'm not a doctor, but I, I understand like when, when you get paid $50,000, $100,000 per patient that dies, that uh, you have an incentive to not treat them well. And what what we need to do is we have to get in and we have to we have to uh, allow like this right to try for everybody that wants to try because you you need to be able to try the medicines that you believe are going to work and right now what we're seeing is ivermectin is working and we've got all of these peer-reviewed studies that are coming out now and they're all saying it's working and uh to ignore this treatment for this terrible disease that uh, can be treated is really unfortunate. Now, what, what we see is these, a lot of patients are in the hospital and they're getting like court orders to force doctors to, uh, to administer ivermectin. And uh, from my understanding, that's working in a lot of cases. So well, we tried. if you we, can somehow, we did, oh, you we tried. tried, we went to court, 
but the window shrunk. Oh. And now we're doing an. They're doing the family's doing an autopsy. I say we, because I feel just, you know, connected to this family. But um, yeah, they 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 tried. Now they're doing an autopsy because his kidneys were failing, which means they gave him remdesivir without permission as well. Yeah, Crazy. that's that's really really awful. And all of this when he could have just had ivermectin and and potentially have been okay. And they, it's really, really they treated him this way because he was un, uh, unvaccinated. Oh, I see. That's how they treat people that don't comply. Uh, so I, I've heard, I've heard that in some parts of Australia that they're giving ivermectin to the vaccinated patients only. And I, that's just a rumor. I don't think there's any like hard evidence out yet about that, but. The rumor is that they're saving ivermectin for the vaccinated patients and not giving it to the unvaccinated, which is despicable if if that's actually happening. And I, I wouldn't put the put it past them to do that here in the states either, especially because they're incentivized to have more and more COVID patients. And uh, it's really really unfortunate putting money into health like that. Well, and and the fact that they're getting paid for people to die just seems counterproductive yeah. to saving lives. That's right. Okay, so let I want to talk to you about some other things. I know that that's kind of a that, that a somber subject, but let's talk about taxes, Ron. The average American pays 52% of what they make in taxes to the government. That means the first 6 months out of the year they work for free. While Congress largely sends that money to foreign interests, has the border be open, gives gives more help and assistance to those that frankly don't belong in the country or, or are not citizens of this country. And um, here they are just being asked to give more. How do you feel about the taxes and what are you going to do when you get to Congress to help, you know, incentivize Congress to lower taxes and to be more fiscally responsible? Well, we're seeing things like uh, all like we at the border, you, you see all these people coming in and there was a recent thing i'm not sure if congress put it out or if it was like a uh, an executive thing but they're saying that they're going to give four hundred and fifty thousand dollars per person that was affected by uh by like the border being closed during trump's uh administration and that's absolutely ridiculous how many millions of dollars are we going to give as taxpayers to to like these foreign people that should not have been like uh, that should not have been where they were in the first place. They should not have been crossing the border illegally, and, and now they're being rewarded for it. That's absolutely insane. And we we need to we need to stop that. And I, I recently looked over like the infrastructure bill, and there's a lot of really really like bad things in there. Especially like something that came to mind was they they put out like incentive for uh, these. To make like these heavy machinery that only like works on on uh on like fuels that have no emissions and i think they earmarked like a few billion dollars for that over the next few years and so what, someone's going to become a, a billionaire with that someone's well not necessarily or... i mean not necessarily because what what uh like what caught my eye was that they put aside a few like 10 or 20 million dollars for the administer of this billion dollar fund. 
So what we're actually going to see is someone is going to become a millionaire denying all of these people money uh, and access to this to these billions. So what it does is it guarantees someone close to whoever put that into the bill that they're going to make millions of dollars. And it does not guarantee that uh, a group is going to make billions. And from what I understand is uh, Elon Musk is probably the closest to being able to actually you know, uh, get that money. And even he seemed pretty upset about the bill. So there's something in there that, that, uh, that we're just not privy to. And it, it's obviously a type of low level corruption that, I mean, perhaps it's Pelosi's friend that's going to administer that, uh, those millions of dollars for, for that fund. And we, we just don't know. And, uh, we recently saw, uh, the Senate, they voted to raise the debt ceiling by, I believe it's two and a half trillion dollars. And they, they voted 50 to 49 today, I think. And that it's just going to increase inflation, which is a type of soft tax on us. And it's going to make our money worth less while we're seeing countries like China come up in their stronger, they're building strong navies. And we see these countries all around Asia Pacific trying to build like mutual defense networks and make new allies to to like fight against a potential ch Chinese like naval superpower in in those waters out there, and, and uh, our our money is not being spent well. We we have to we have to like cut back on taxes, and and we have to spend the money that we do have better. We can't be giving pork to like Nancy Pelosi's friends or Nancy Pelosi's daughter or Nancy Pelosi's son-in-law. That's son -in -law. right. That's right. Well, I think that, you know, I think as you, as you round it out, I like to talk about the fact that it creates slavery in the United States because you have to work to give the government money so they can go basically create a slush fund. And by the way, that's not even enough because over the last couple of years, they've spent trillion dollar, trillions of dollars more than what we've given them. And yet they take 50% of what we have already. Yeah. I don't think we solve this problem until we start cutting the, the government in half. So what do you say about cutting the government by 40%, 50% and, and restoring a, order and giving people the ability to not have so much regulation and people that are oppressing them on a daily basis? Yeah, we need to remove regulations and we need to cut the, the government by at least half. There's too much dead weight and we, we really have to uh, cut that down. And, you know, a lot of them are like deep state operatives and by cutting it in half, we're cutting our like our, our uh, we're cutting like down the uh, the amount of power that the deep state has, and this is something that needs to be done as soon as possible. And hopefully, in twenty twenty two, we'll be able to do this uh, in Congress and and just destroy all these terrible leftist policies that are that are being pushed through right now. So so let let's let's go to some some happier stuff because frankly, we're going to support you. How do people support you? Let's start there. How do people support you? How can they give to your campaign $5, $10? How can they help you win, whether it's in District 1 or this new district? How can, how can right, we have our listeners help you win? All right, so uh, I've, I've recently got on a new, uh, a new funding site, which was <laughs> like through your company. Thank you so much. And uh, I... The link is kind of long to write out, but if you could put it up on the screen, that'd be great. And oh, yeah, you mean that one right there? 
Yeah, that's right. Give.cornerstone.cc slash helpwatkinswin slash checkout. And it's it's a great platform, and I'm really grateful that you've uh, you've offered to host us there. Really, really, really grateful. And you know, with my campaign, we've we've had some difficulty getting like into the banks and stuff because you know I've been deplatformed. I've been canceled for years. I've been fighting this uh, this deplatforming, and uh, it's so hard to even just get into a normal bank for me. So. Uh, what what I've done is I'm a computer programmer, and over the past like few weeks, I, I built my own uh, Bitcoin donation software that it's a FEC compliant, and we 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 can take in Bitcoin, and we're 100% FEC compliant, and uh, that that's something that I'm probably going to be spinning off into its own thing in the next few weeks. And perhaps I'll be able to offer that to other candidates who are also interested in. Well, we'll, we'll help you do that because we have a lot of other candidates that are on our platform. Oh, so we'll do everything we can to make sure we assist you in getting that done as well. Great. Thank you so much. And, you know, we've just like officially started accepting money maybe two, two and a half weeks ago. And we've already raised thousands of dollars from small donors. We have accepted zero money from PACs or, or like, uh, lobbyists and stuff we have accepted zero money from lobbyists zero money from from PACs, and we've only taken in small donor donations and we've we've raised thousands and thousands already and we've also had the the benefit of having the mainstream media give us lots and lots of free press which i'm not exactly sure how that needs to be reported at the fec but i'm going to be in contact with them over the next week or two and and trying to figure that out because They've essentially given us perhaps even a million dollars worth of free advertising, and uh, that it's really, really great that they've done that. I've probably gotten the most like mainstream press of any congressional candidate so far, and I'm really grateful for the mainstream media for that. But uh, obviously, that's not going to last. So we're going to need actual real money to be able to run ads over the next few months in order to win this campaign. And you know, so I'm gonna, I'm when I make... get into Congress, I'm going to be your voice. I'm going to be in there. I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be fighting, and I'm going to be making sure that all these things that are important to you happen in DC. If yeah. We, so I, I want I want you to know this that that frankly we're 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 going to get behind you. We're going to support you, but there there are some recommendations that I'm going to make to you only because I'm in the I'm in the communities all the time. And I'm constantly talking to people about what's hurting them. And I think it's important to pay attention to Main Street, pay attention to what people within your, the constituents. So I'm going to just make a recommendation that you get out and you just listen to people and just find out what's bothering them. Is it critical race theory? Is it gender fluid? Stand on the principles and do not shake from those principles. I mean, I've, I've had 1,300 articles written about me negatively in the last 45 days. Wow. And yet I go, well, none of it's true. I never said I was going to send my opposition to the gallows. I said I was going to send treasonous traitors to the gallows. And by the way, that's in the law is the, 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 mm. the consequence for treason. So, uh, you know, I just would just I'm, I'm just giving you advice that if you go ask people what's bothering them. I mean, there are people that the families that there was more families this Thanksgiving than the last five years combined that went without and could not feed their family on Thanksgiving. Than, than those five years. I mean, that's it's just 
I mean, a turkey was $55. That was usually 16 for yeah, a turkey. ridiculous. So I think it's just, you know, people are going to want to hear that you're listening to them. And as they hear what you're listening to them, if you take a stand across the board, obviously Second Amendment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What's your thought on the Second Amendment? Oh, yeah, it has to be protected. And Second Amendment is so important. It's, it's actually what protects the other amendments. If we don't have the Second Amendment, we don't have anything. And what about the First Amendment, so the fact of what the big companies have done with this, uh, this uh, Section 230? Well, you know, I've been, I've been a free speech proponent for years and years now. I, I ran like one of the largest free speech platforms in, in the world. And I, I took a lot of flack for that. And a lot of the stuff that happened on the site was not of my personal opinion. But I, I will stand for anybody's opinion as long as it's legal. And of course, there are like certain things you can say that are, are illegal. And I was a, I was a responsible platform uh, manager and I did work with law enforcement when uh, illegal things happened. But for 99.9% of the content, like even the really egregious stuff, I, I support it because I am a very strong First Amendment propo proponent and I, I support the First Amendment and I support the Constitution and it's uh, First Amendment and Second Amendment, they're so important. You know, as you start going down, if they attack the first one, they go to the second one next. And what Newsom said in California right. is he was coming for it the same way that they were going for abortion rights. You know, uh, how do you feel about abortion rights? And what do you plan on doing when you're in Congress to either protect those or make them? You know, this is kind of a loaded question. Well, I like loaded questions. Abortion is murder. That's what it is. And in Congress, I... <laughs> Yeah, you heard it here, folks. Abortion is murder. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'll support any uh, sanctity of life bill and legislation that goes through, of course. And uh, what what I think needs to be done is uh, we need to make uh, abortion murder like federally so that every state will just apply their own murder laws to abortion. And whatever whatever that law is in your state is what it should be. Well... Then I started talking to you before we came on the air, and I was really excited to do this this interview with you yeah. for a lot of reasons, one of which is I think you're a patriot. I think you're, you've been fighting for unselfishly for the people in this country, and you've done so with taking a lot of flack, and you've done it with a humility that, frankly, uh, I think is absolutely amazing. I, you know, I'm from the south side of heaven, so I say things a little differently than you do, right? But the outcome is still the same. You still represent some of the, the most courageous people um, in this nation. And uh, I know that courage is more infectious than fear, and you have stood on that. But I said I was going to do something. I go, well, what if I told you I wanted to start a bank? Oh, yeah. You have to start a bank. We need that yeah. in this country. And now... And I, I know the name of your bank, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. So I... I I mean, I'll let you tell the audience. I said, what if we called it this? Oh. Well, the Bank of God. God's that, Bank. That's God's Bank, and that's an amazing name for that. God's and Bank. We need, we need God's Bank in every city. In, all around the world is what it needs to be. All right, think about it this way. Watch God's Bank grow. <laughs> I mean, I'll support it's, it. it's God's Bank. right? I mean, how do you stand for them? You stand against God. <laughs> 
at God's yeah. bank. Look, and and I it's going to be God's bank. And and I sat in a I sat in a meeting, Ron, and I was going through it, and I go, and because we're we're going through this fintech stuff, and I'm trying to build things that can help us have an alternate path. And frankly, I'm I'm just absorbently burning money yeah. in every direction possible. I am going to end up either. I'm going to either end up being able to bless a ton of people and have a lot of fun doing it, or I am going to be broke. (laughs) And the lawsuit stuff is getting me pretty good. But I I sat there and I said, how do we honor God? And I was like, and, and my friend Dennis goes, why don't you pray about it? And I was like, God, what can we do to make God's bank? And I was like, God's bank. And I was like, there it is. There's okay. I grabbed the URL. Here we go. And I looked at Dennis and I go, God's bank. We're going to build God's bank. And so over the next couple months, we will build God's bank. And we already have it. So we already have the custodial bank. We already built the fintech for it. We give the ability to go through it. We're connecting with, and I'm just going to tell you guys all this, Ron. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. We're, we we already we're going through this fintech company called Restart Bank. Guys, they're not a, I invested money in, in this deal. And the, the idea was to help people in the most challenged environments have banking where if you overdrafted, they didn't charge you $35, which I think is absolutely absurd. Someone that could barely pay their bills and barely get food has a bank account, and now they go under $2, but now they got to make an extra $37, like three hours or four hours of work to get back to zero. Right. So Restart Bank came out with the idea, and the app is on the, in the app store, Restart Bank, go check it out, drop a couple hundred dollars into that bank. But Restart Bank is building this environment to help those most in need. And I, frankly, am that guy that is on fire for doing God's work to help the most in need. Even though I'm doing all this stuff, my passion is for kids. My passion is for you know, the, the inner city, the, the, the minorities that are being just basically displaced by Democrat bullcrap, right? So I invested in this deal, and he said, well, we're going we're gonna to make it so that you have a, no, yeah, restartbank.com. You can go to that there. But, guys, he said, I, I can build you a fintech solution that is God's bank, that is FDIC or, or NCUA. I think it's tied to a credit union network because it's less expensive, which makes it so that you don't have fees. And we're going to make it free. We're going to make it a bank that is free. And then wow. by March of next year, Amazing. we're going to make it so that you have access to loans. We're going to re- just disconnect from the Wells Fargo's of the world. And I've been working on this other stuff, and he came along, and I was like, here, here's some money. Here's a bucket of money. I became a customer, and frankly, we've had an immense amount of success over the last couple months in those impoverished communities and with my friends. So my friends are all passing it around and saying, hey, go drop some money in this, go drop some money in that. And so I, it's going to be God's bank, Ron. And Well, like, let, let me know as soon as that's available. I want to, I want to put my money into God's bank. Yeah. That's and amazing. So, and it's, uh, again, it's free banking. And, and so you can start at Restart Bank, and we'll move you over. Um, I actually just, just open up a restart bank and I'll just, you, you have to send me an email later and I'll help switch it over to the God's bank one. But, um, uh, well, what's your you timeline for that? We'll have the whole thing done in the next six, by uh, the end of Q2, the whole thing oh, done by the end of great. Q2 in 2022, but restart bank is it's launched now. So everyone can, 
I'll, I'll probably put up a code here in a minute that gives you, you know, a little bit of money to put money in it. But right. uh, and uh, let me know how I can help out with that. That sounds like a great project. It'll be awesome, and and we're gonna support you, and I'm gonna support you. Thanks. I'm gonna support your campaign, and everybody else needs to support your campaign. I'll give you the final words, Ron. All right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this campaign, I, I'm running it, and I, I'm fighting, and I'm I'm never gonna give up. And uh, you can support us at this uh, at this fundraising link that uh, that Joe like so graciously helped set up, and. Uh, I haven't memorized the link yet. It's kind of long. Give.cornerstone.cc slash help Watkins win slash checkout. And we're going to shorten uh, it, but I had to have it done for today for this. So we'll have a shortener done for, and I'll put it on every link and we'll send it out via email and we'll send it out via text as well. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Joe. And thank you everybody for watching and God bless. And Christmas is coming up. I hope everybody's able to spend a lot of quality time with their families and have a great new year's and uh in in a few weeks you're gonna see me hitting hitting the streets again and we're gonna we're gonna fight and by this time next year we're gonna be like looking at at getting an apartment in dc and, and moving into like moving into our office in in dc and that's when the real fight is gonna start and we're gonna we're gonna take down the machine from the inside i'm gonna get into the machine and i'm gonna destroy it from the inside using the powers of like of logic and and my my ability to look at things in an abstract way and to be able to understand exactly what's going on, I'm going to put a wrench into all these leftist uh, all these leftist policies that that are going out, and we're going to make make sure that everything is primed and ready for for the future generations because that's ultimately what is most important. It is absolutely and, what's most important. Yeah. So God bless everybody, and thanks uh, thanks for having me on the show, Joe. Ron, thanks for coming and being with us. God bless you. I'll be praying for you. I know that our listeners will be praying for you. I'll put up the link so we can support you. And um, until we talk again, God bless you. Thank you, Joe. God bless. All right, so that is Ron Watkins, i.e. Code Monkey. I've, I've had an immense amount of respect for him, and the fact that he decided that he's like, okay, what can I do? And he woke up and he's like, I've, I've already done. Like, I built this and built this and I stepped down from this and I stepped down from this and I'm still doing. But how can I have the biggest effect? How can I stand up for the American people? And he's like, I'll run for office. And you guys have heard me say that everyone needs to run for office that's in the grassroots environment, not in the rhino environment, establishment environment. I think most of the GOPs is trash. And I'm not... I'm unapologetic about telling you that. I think it's trash. But I also think that there are power in numbers, and we can stand together, and you can run for office. And many of you would say, hey, listen, I don't, I don't have any experience. And I would tell you, well, neither do they. Look at what they've done. Homelessness is at an all-time high. The border's open. The vaccine mandates are making more people poor, and the rich, very, very rich. All on the backs of the American people. Taxes are 52%. You don't own your house. You don't own your car. They've literally made you a slave to your community. And when you die, they take 50% of that. That's truth. That's what's happening right now. So whether or not you can see it or not see it, they are the liars. And Ron is going to step in the middle of that and say, hey, listen, I'll be your huckleberry. I'm not going to let you do this to my fellow Americans. So I'm going to run for office. Very humble man, very, very smart, super smart. 
And as he said it, he's going to tear the engine apart from the inside. And I think that's what they're afraid of, is that the American people are waking up to the idea that both family members have to work 12 hours a day in order to appease the government, both family members. 80 years ago, it was three hours a day that they got up your time, and only one person in the family worked. And I, you could say women's rights and let them go to work. Let them go to work. But people don't have a choice today. There is no choice. The choice of whether or not mom can stay home and take care of the kids has been thrown out the window. And the sacrifice of it all is that she no longer has the choice of raising her kids. So the state has stepped in and said, don't worry about it. You're an incubator. Let us train your child and infect their mind with stuff that's deviant and, and frankly disgusting. So now we get a chance to put a stop to it. I don't like the fact that they write bad stuff about me. I'm sure Ron doesn't either. But I think at some point you got to lay aside the, the radical left and the liars and the rhinos. Yesterday was a great day. I got attacked by the GOP in Colorado and in Michigan, I think. Because they said that somewhere along the line, I'm a bad guy for calling for the hanging of those treasonous traitors who would steal the voice of the American people. Just because you cannot see the face of the women and children and the families that are adversely affected by the stealing of that election does not make it any less true. So as you go about your day, know a couple things. One, I love you. Two, we're going to build God's bank. And I think it's going to be amazing. And we will drive all of our dollars away from a big tech, and we'll drive our dollars away from the banks, and we'll see God's bank grow. Imagine that, God's bank. Imagine that being on a building somewhere in downtown somewhere. And no, it's not built yet, but you can go to restartbank.com. You can open an account there. And, and frankly, the, the text there, the loaning processing won't happen until the end of Q1. They've got about, I don't know, I think it's like 3,700 or 4,000 clients, customers so far, that launched about 30 days ago. Slowly getting it out there. So you get a restart card. But just imagine what we can do if we took all of the opportunity with God's bank and poured it back into our community and back into our people. That's what I think is going to be amazing. And the tech that we're building that he uses, I don't know why it said cc.cornerstone, Mr. Producer. I don't know why that, that is. That's strictly laziness. But we'll fix that too. But I just want you to know that the biggest thing that you can do right now is you can get in the gap, start fighting the good fight. We'll build out a bunch of stuff, and, and frankly, we'll get to the end zone, and uh, you know we'll all pray and thank God together. Until tomorrow, thank you for joining us at Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like us, download us at Apple and Spotify and all those different places. Leave us a review if you can. I'm going to try and do this by, by memory. I know Max is better at this stuff. He'll be back on tomorrow. This morning I was sick, thought I had COVID. I don't. I had it last year. But if you like us, check us out. Hit the like button. Follow us on uh, DLive, Twitch, uh, Rumble, our website. Telegram. 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 Tune in, Podbean. We're pretty uh, much everywhere, actually. A lot of places, yeah. And, and people say that we're like this thing that just spreads. We spread. And we do. But until tomorrow, God bless you, and take care of yourself, take care of your family, hug a loved one, and I'll see you tomorrow. 
And one more thing before we go. Do sign up for our text alerts so you know when we're going live. You can text the word I freedom, knew I something. F-R-E-E-D-O-M, Dang it. 289517. That will now actually be it. God bless you all. And until next.